Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. So, after yesterday's podcast that I did, I was driving, and all of a sudden, I had this thought, oh my god, I'm like, I've become one of those, like, alpha females. I'm sort of like a up like a lone wolf in the female form. <laughs> and I started to kind of chuckle and I'm like, what does that even mean? It's like, I've got to, I guess I've just got to start living into this. I've just got to, I, and I had been for a while. I had, um, I've spent I've spent a lot of my life not knowing things about myself, like really not knowing myself in a way. And I, and, but about three years ago, I sort of, I I described it for a long time and I really haven't talked about it in a while, but. I described it like those, um, those little, like, like, uh, like sponges that are like in a, in a, um, in like a pill form. And then you put them in water in the, in the outer layer, like, like melt away. And then there's this great big toy. There's this like sponge in the in the shape of something. It was like I I expanded to a point where there was no putting me back in the box. And initially, I really thought that, like, I I was never going to have to basically go back into the matrix to make a living. I mean, I thought money was just going to be coming to me with no issue whatsoever. I didn't have to worry about money ever again. I mean, I, I really saw myself in this completely different place and quickly and everything was going to be coming to me and I didn't have to worry about it. And uh, and then it, it didn't really happen that way. Um, but the first job that I had taken actually came to my front door. <laughs> This is this is the honest truth. It was a it was a place that I had had worked at before and the person who actually started the business she had retired but she came to the front door to ask me to apply for a position. And I went in and did the position the absolute best of my ability. But really, what really ticked off the person that I was working for was the fact that she perceived me to act like I owned the place. Uh, but here was the thing. I knew what I knew, and I could not unlearn what I had learned even about what we were doing. And so in some ways, I was way overqualified for that 
particular per, per, position. Um, and I, and I just dressed the part. I mean, I went to work every day with a big smile on my face, happy to be there. I was really good with the clients. They ended up categorically firing me. She seemed to take great delight in doing it as well, <laughs> in firing me. And, you know, and, and I've actually, this is an aside, but I just have to say this. I have, I have started to notice that workplaces can be abusive. They can be as an abusive as relationships. And this particular person was incredibly abusive. So you, she used to put me in a place of defense. And when I went to defend myself, she would say, why are you so defensive? And, you know, and sometimes even at the time, and I never lost my cool with them, which was, I felt like progress on my part. I was very, very calm with the abuse. Like my my actual supervisor, the one who was really supervising me would, would at times just scream at me. I mean, just scream. And she'd say, I can't handle this on my own, which did not, because uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not a sheep. And I kind of know what I'm doing. And, and I did what she was asking me to do, but uh, it was, it was super interesting. And then the two of them, and there's, so then it would be two on one and it would just be this, um, a ridiculous discussion. I'm like, okay. And all the while, you know, I was looking for another position, but it was an incredibly abusive. And then she ended up categorically firing me. Uh, and anyway, a couple of years later, my actual supervisor came up and apologized to me, which I really appreciated. She said, I'm really sorry about the way I was with you. And she said, I was really unhappy. And she told me she ended up quitting a couple of months later uh, because she just couldn't, she couldn't stand working there anymore. Uh, but anyway, I, I have gone down one of those twisty, windy roads, but I, so I, I wanted to point out just a couple of things. Like I had really gotten the impression when I was a child that I was not intelligent, that I was not intelligent, that I could not learn things. I mean, I was absolutely convinced that I could not learn, um, that I was just categorically dumb. And, um, and I, I, uh, and then, like, throughout my life, I just have felt like the systems that be just sort of pushing on, down on me, just like this, you know, it's sort of like, it's like if you, you cannot excel to a certain degree, it's like you can't shine too bright. It's just this, um, like, like I oftentimes was told I did not have the, the expertise and I'm sitting there going, well, I'm, 
I was told by somebody that I trust to never present myself as an expert in anything ever. But I did have the education and 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 knowledge in the area that I was talking about to to be able to speak to it. And I felt very comfortable speaking about it. Just because that person doesn't think I'm capable does not mean I'm not capable. And then, and then as I was, um, I've, I've actually done a podcast on this. I, I actually, my entire life until three years ago, never thought that, that I would experience enlightenment. And then I read this certain, uh, sentence in, in one of David Hawkins' books, my, my guru. And then it was like, I realized, I had this realization that I already was. I already was that which I was desiring to be. I already was that which I was desiring to be. It's like people who talk about manifestation, like oftentimes say, you know, the realization that you already had that which you desired, that it's it's already there. And so coming to the realization of that. But what I really wanted to talk about was the first chapter of my newest book. I, I wrote... Um, my second book is um, is called um, The Thrival Guide. I really like making up words. I can't even say how happy it makes me. Um, but it's like to thrive, thrival. Um, the interesting thing is when I looked it up, it actually talked something about a tribe, which I thought was cool. So Thrival Guide, Four Steps to Your Ideal Life. That's That's my second book. And the first chapter is about this, that when we, we experience <clears throat> being in a different state, being in a different frequency, being in, in the best version of ourselves at a certain point, we end up um, being disliked. We end up being ostracized. We end up, people just do not like that. They don't like it. They're very uncomfortable being around somebody who is basically happy or content, or really doing something well. Like, they don't like being in the presence of, of, I don't know how exactly to describe it, and I don't mean this in a, in a bad way, because it has nothing to do with us. It has to do with them. And I ended up... Um, 
having a hard time for a long time because I didn't know what it was. And I would get in these modes, I mean, honestly, where it kind of even seemed like I wasn't even talking. I would be sitting with a client and, and I would be seeing things and I would be like in this mode and I it was as if I wasn't even talking. And now I know that I was tapping in to the source of everything. That what I was saying was divinely inspired. It was it was inspired by God. It it is all God, all the knowledge, all the everything is God. And perhaps it is every different degrees of God that we are actually talking about. Like like a couple of years ago I had really thought about can there be an absolute absence of love if if God is everything then is there even a possibility of there being a complete absence of love and I don't think so but basically what's happening for us is on a daily and a momentary basis we are either allowing the source of everything that is to flow through us. We're, we're allowing different degrees of it to flow through us because I'm just realizing right at this moment that we can't ever have a complete absence because we are that. So we already are that. And so how this comes back to to yesterday, me sitting in my car and realizing, oh my God, I'm I'm one of those alpha females. I'm like I'm like a male version of I mean a female version of these males that I mean the way that I talk and it, it's and so and I started to laugh. I was like, okay, so where's my king? If I'm the queen, where's my king? Like where's my alpha male counterpart <laughs> I'm, and I'm also laughing because I just I, God you know it's just so interesting um, the humanness like even even in a a state of awareness that I'm in I st- I have daily these so I'll just explain so I'm I'm the other day I I've been working I've been going to the gym and running on a treadmill right now and and I I've been going like at least 3 times a week I'm not going to say more than 3 times a week at this point I do other forms of exercise on other days but um, so last week I had gone and there was this young man, very, very tall, uh, and he was doing these sprints. So he's like getting on the treadmill, he's like running really, really fast for a short amount of time. And then he's stopping and then he's starting again. And, um, and I'm sitting there and I'm just doing my steady and I don't do a completely steady, I, um, I was taught by somebody that knew what he was talking about that I shouldn't do the same thing for half an hour or however long I'm on the treadmill. So I actually raised the speed 
every half mile. So I'm on mine, but I'm on a pretty steady, you know, I'm, I'm jogging. I'm, I'm, but I'm so appreciating this guy, um, this guy running these sprints. And I, so when I get done, I said, you know, it was an honor to, to be beside you. I said, you know, it's like, basically you're an amazing athlete. And he goes, yeah. He's like, doesn't it feel so good when you're done? Anyway, I think he may have been a college soccer player. It's the only thing I can think of. Or maybe he's like on track and field. Sorry about the yawn. It's really early early in the morning. Um, but, okay, so that was last week. So today, or yesterday, I'm on the treadmill and I'm trutzing along and I'm like feeling really great about myself. And then this girl gets on. Uh, a girl gets on and and she and she um starts doing something really similarly she she's it's not quite as extreme but she's like doing these like micro runs like really fast and then stopping and i had a completely different reaction to her i had a um a feeling like bumped off my high horse. Like I had this feeling of, well, you're not really as great as you think you are. Uh, feelings of competition. Uh, I had all this stuff, you know, and I was just having these thoughts, you know, just stay in your own lane. You need to stay in your own lane. Don't, you don't have to, uh, um, you don't have to like compare yourself to anyone ever and so i <laughs> but i just think that's so interesting how how conditioned i've been i've become to believing that it's okay for a man to do better than me, but not a woman. Like I'm in competition with a woman and not a man with doing the activity I was doing. And the nice part is, is that I'm really, really aware of, of what I'm doing and how in some ways maladaptive it is. So I'm able to I'm able to see, okay, I can see what's happening right now and I can look at it and kind of laugh at it. Um, kind of laugh, like, you know, it's not, it's, it's really actually kind of laughable, but I have been conditioned to certain thoughts about things from I don't even know where. But the point of this podcast is is that there are often times in our lives when we have no idea really how far along we actually are in our process. Like and it's a hindrance. 
in a way that we don't know how far along we are. That, I mean, and I'm not talking about a lack of humility because I think humility is a wonderful trait. But there's also false humility. There's also false humility in seeing ourselves not as great as we are. And so there's this there's this lovely balance and and of understanding the actual miracle of ourselves and and recognizing our choices and bringing us to a place in our life where we're where we are so i guess i had this like moment of, of relishing and and laughing and enjoying <laughs> how funny i think it is that um that I don't always recognize that aspect of God that I am. I, but yesterday I just thought it was so funny. I mean, in some ways, I, I, I actually had all of these terms come to mind for me yesterday. Of like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bitchy in a way, like, or I'm, I'm kind of, um, like some people might call me bitchy or I'm, you know, but I really have a level of self-love and also an understanding of my own, like, uh, my own, I, I hate this word, but kind of like greatness. Like, I don't know. I, and so, so that's why a lot of times I look around and it's like, I don't understand why, <laughs> why my bank account isn't growing exponentially. Like, um, like, I don't understand why, why, you know, like, like things are not come to me, coming to me that, you know, like like I'm at that point where I'm like I have this sense of expectancy and and gratitude and and as I'm saying the what so actually like literally like where is my my king counterpart where is he like I don't understand it if I'm if I'm a queen and I'm an alpha dog and I'm a <laughs> then where is my king <laughs> I had done a podcast a really long time ago. I think it's called Building a Fortress. You really should listen to that. I had this person in my life that I prefer to not mention names. And he was amazing. It wasn't a romantic relationship. This was somebody who was a more of a mentor to me and um and he was amazing and he used to build these houses he would build these houses and 
they were like magnificent and he was part of everything he would subcontract everything out like he built the house like not with his own hands but I mean down to like you would take it to a a architect but like he did the plans and um he was amazing and it took a lot of time because he had to he had to buy the lot and then he had to make the plans and then he you know I mean, there was a lot of thought that went into it, and it wasn't just a house. This wasn't just a house. This was a, was a fortress. And I sort of compare my life to that. Like, I'm not just, it's like I'm building a fortress. I'm building a legacy. I'm like I I try to like like explain to my children which I don't think that they actually understand at this point because I'm just mom doing those silly little projects my mom oh my god she's got a YouTube station oh my god my mom does podcasts like what the you know I mean it's it's like almost embarrassing oh god she writes these books oh geez her first but oh my god I mean if you think about it from their standpoint but like I'm I'm leaving them. It's like and I talk I talk tried to talk to my daughter and I don't think she understands about intellectual property. That I'm that I'm leaving her this this so much information. There is so much information in my material about the nature of reality and about God and about living and about time and space and extraterrestrials and the paranormal and synchronicity and death and like there is no death. I mean, there is so much in this material of intellectual property. It's like I'm I'm leaving and I've I'm le- I'm leaving it all on the field, people. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it's like, it's like a fortress. It's a, it's a legacy. It's not just, you know, I'm not just going to pass out of my body and be gone. There is so much of, of that I have wanted to, and I, I could stop now and it would still be totally good. (laughs) But right now I have two books in my head. (laughs) That I plan to finish one of them by the end of the year. I've been, I've actually been thinking about writing my first novel. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, I want to write my first novel basically in an attempt to create something out of it. It's like, it's going to be sort of nonfiction, but, but there's going to be a, I mean, sort of fiction, but there will be a lot of nonfiction in it. I'm not entirely sure how much of anything is fiction anymore, if all possibilities exist. I mean, I mean, even just think about this. They say that when we make a choice, 
The choices that we didn't choose go on in a different capacity. I don't know if it's dimension. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that looks like. But it means that all all possibilities are happening happening simultaneously. So it's like we think something like like Christ living on the earth, like Jesus living on the earth was 2000 years ago, but technically not. Technically, that particular timeline is going on because there's only the ever-present now. We think there's the past, the present, and the future. But as you're sitting here, if you just sit, it's like they're really, it's just being. It's like a beingness, a continuous beingness. (laughs) crazy this is absolutely crazy but I totally understand why we are made the way that we are because if we could see infinite dimensions we would we would go crazy like you couldn't hold it you couldn't sustain it but I think it would be nice to see at least a few I think sometimes that I that I do see um into different dimensions at times. I was telling you all about that dream I had. I had this dream where I was looking above my dad who was passed out of his body and he was living and he was still with my mom in a different dimension or timeline. It was like the coolest thing. Anyway, I feel like I'm all over the place today, but I just I just wanted to share that the realization that you already are that which you wish to be. And just being that, living into that, acting like that. And so yesterday I walked around with a whole new a whole new <laughs> swing in my step I don't know what to call it anyway I appreciate y'all listening I will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap